Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello. We're back. It's Astana and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Steve, you're kind of a fan of Aaron Sorkin, right? I really liked his movie, uh, excuse me, his series, The Newsroom on HBO, three seasons with Jeff Daniels. I like the social network. Yeah, I like a little bit of that rat-a-tat-tat style writing. I get it. It bugs me, but I get it. I get it. Anyway, the reason I brought it up, because I saw this headline that Aaron Sorkin revealed that he suffered a life-changing stroke back in November. Uh, He told the New York Times in an interview that came out yesterday that he realized he was grappling with a major health issue when he began, like, crashing into walls and corners, whatever that means, losing his balance. Yeah, just like walking around. Yeah, yeah. And he said it was a really loud wake-up call and that his doctor said his blood pressure was so high he should have been dead. And that's all you have to hear from a doctor to immediately change your life. And then he did. He, like, stopped smoking cold turkey. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he had he had uh, been on cocaine. Like, he said he's 11 years clean now from cocaine. I didn't know that that was a problem before. But he was talking about, you could tell as he speaks of this, he doesn't want people to think he can't work anymore. And he said, like, when he got off cocaine... He was in a he was on a roll writing, and when you're on a roll writing, you don't want to change anything because you think you're going to get out of the roll. And when that roll happens to be cocaine, then you're really thinking, "Am I any good sober?" Right? right. That's the lie that sure. you're that the drugs are telling you. Exactly. And so he's trying to just say, like, "Hey, look, I can still write. I can still do my job." He, although he wasn't sure if he could actually physically write with a pen for a while. Wow. Um, but now he's able to do a signature, and he's been getting it back as people come up and ask for autographs. Yeah, stuff stroke. Like that. I mean, that's scary. That could change your entire life. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. He said um, he realized that the skill was slowly coming back of signing his name, thanks to autograph seekers standing outside Broadway theaters because he was writing. He wrote Camelot, and um, however, interesting. His ability to taste food is limited. Hmm. I didn't know that. I guess your brain, you know, controls a lot of things, clearly. And that's one thing that didn't really come back yet. But he kept saying, like you said, let's make this very, very clear. I'm fine. (laughs) He doesn't want anyone to think he can't work. So um, there you go. Aaron Sorkin. 
I guess this Camelot revival or this rewrite is coming out next month um, on Broadway, April 13th. And so everybody knows Camelot, but I guess, I don't know, this will be an Aaron Sorkin version of Camelot. I don't know the story of Camelot. I wonder if he'll take out some of like the thou's and henceforths and Shakespearean language. Maybe. And how sorkin or... I'll go back to the rat-a-tat-tat. Yeah. Stick him up, yeah? Uh. What is the story of Camelot? All, all I think of is the Renaissance Festival. Okay, well, you're you're walking toward the right part of the earth on that. Um, <laughs> let's see, I, I saw Camelot at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Is this a King Arthur thing? Yeah. Okay. Say stuff, Mike. You're nodding most confidently. I saw this, but I saw this probably eight years ago at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. There's King Arthur. Then there's some young buck who comes in and uh, is sort of a, a threat to King Arthur. And there is a young, pardon my French, but lassie involved in the storyline. One of your no, romance. Yes, of course. It's with the Knights of the Round Table, that whole thing. And then they, yes. uh, there's, yeah, isn't that when, I don't know, I guess well, but isn't that like Excalibur? And then have to like pull the Like when you go and story? eat a turkey leg while watching this stuff, right? We're we really bad at this, yeah. That... You want to take a call? Sure. Right. Just <laughs> take a cold. It. Yeah, just put okay, them on. Who cares? I feel very <clears throat> vulnerable. Hi, if you just heard the sound, that means you're on the radio now. Who are you and why have you called? Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, Alice. How are you? I'm good. So um, you guys are talking about Camelot. Yes. And if you have not seen the movie version with Richard Harris and Vanessa Redgrave and Franco Nero... It is spectacular. Really? Putting it on my list right now. It's so good. The music is fantastic. It's mm. it's a King Arthur legend, um, but it is so wonderful. And now you have made me want to look to see where I can stream that and oh, watch it this weekend. If you have uh, Turner Classic Movies, there's an app. Um, oh, good. Yeah, I think you just download the app on your TV and you could probably find it. Yeah, it's really it's really pretty amazing. I mean, it's you have to be in that in that feeling of you know, like you said, Renaissance fair, and mm-hmm. it, that's kind of what it is. It's you know, it's King Arthur, it's the Knights of the Round Table, and um, he. That's when it's the story of him creating the Knights of the Round Table and how things kind of go from good to bad to good again, and it's really really awesome. Okay. Oh, great to know. Thank you for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Have of a great course. day. Bye. Okay, that intrigues me. I would like to offer a correction. Okay. Maybe Isn't that Camelot what wasn't for? by Shakespeare. I is it a Shakespeare? I don't think I, I don't said think it Shakespearean. Is. So I feel like I could have gotten uh, vindicated in court had this gone to a jury, if I had a good lawyer. But yeah, I don't think it is. No. Uh, Alan J. Lerner, playwright. They say the Shakespeare of his day. <laughs> okay anyway Uh, yeah i just i'm kind of feel embarrassed that i don't really know the story but oh here we go there's so much to know don't be embarrassed about what you don't know thanks steve jennifer aniston andrew barrymore both want to do a movie together with adam sandler yesterday on good morning america jennifer aniston said quote that's what we've been pitching we want to do a movie with all three of us together and just put an end to this competition here's what she means adam sandler jumps in there and says there's no competition just two great ladies that would be amazing doing a movie 
altogether. Both Jennifer and Drew attended his recently his Mark Twain Award ceremony that's going to air this Sunday. That's right on CNN, um, and they were both poking fun at playing his love interest in different movies. And Jen said, "Quote: We thought it'd be funny because there was a Twitter thing a couple years ago." And they're always sort of comparing us, who's the better movie wife or movie love. So we just thought we'd do a little bit on that. And I think Adam Sandler's got the power, right? He could say to Netflix, here's my next movie. Absolutely. I don't know how much pushback Netflix has given him. I'd imagine he's got a lot of creative control. Yeah, I would think so. I I actually am interested in seeing those two in a movie together. I don't ever remember seeing Jen and Drew. Yeah, I don't think they've been in, in a movie, movie together. at all. So that'll be interesting. Okay, great. It was great, too. Adam Sandler showed up on uh, Live with Kelly and Ryan yesterday, and he was just out in the audience wearing, like, this huge green puffer coat, baggy pants. Jen, of course, dressed to the nines, looking fabulous. And then they're like, oh, we have a question from the audience. And then it's Adam Sandler, like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then he does his bit. It's, I just love how he refuses to get dressed up for virtually anything. He's like, I'm going to choose comfy clothes. He's the anti-Dolly Parton. Yeah. And the thing is, he's filthy rich. Filthy rich. That's the kind of guy I like. Like, if you saw him in a grocery store, you'd be like, hey, keep an eye on that guy. Make sure he doesn't steal anything. Mm-hmm. You know? But you avoid him in a parking lot. Yeah. Totally. He's, he's like, got more money, money than, money. you know, all of us. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Donna. Bye-bye. Why don't, we, why don't we take a break? No, no, no. Let's just take a quick break. And then when we come back, uh, you know the no shoes, no shirt, no service? Yeah. Apparently, they're trying to upend that. Donna has feelings about that, plus uh, a study about what kids pretend to do in the bathroom. This is the bane of my existence. Ah. It's the thing I have to yell the most ah. to the kids. We'll get into that when we return. Hey, guys. Stevie Boy, forget about the sweet 16. Let's talk about the savory 16. Yeah, feels kind of weird, doesn't it? Uh, I'm here for my buddies over at the Canopy Group. Everybody's thinking about March Madness kicks off again tonight with the Sweet 16. But over at the Canopy Group, guess what? They've got 16 all year round. What their 16 does is they work on your behalf to give you the best rate uh, and give you the best coverage at that best rate. So here's another number for you to think about. 40. 40 specialists who work at the Canopy Group on your behalf. And then they turn to those 16 insurance companies that they've really fostered relationships with over the years. So this isn't some cold call of, hey, we have a new client who needs covered. They have relationships with these insurance companies so that they can use that to your leverage. I mean, that's leverage in your favor for your best interest so that they can get you just a smoking rate and really great coverage, better than what you have now. All you've got to do is go to thecanopygroup.com, click get a quote, and then they do all the heavy lifting from there. Thecanopygroup.com. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. We got Mike the Zamboni in the house. And a study. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial Several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Okay, so there was a poll that was conducted, um, and it has to do with businesses having signs up for more than 60 years that say things like, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Mm -hmm. But now, some people think it should be scrapped. Okay. 13% of people 
said that stores and restaurants should allow people to go barefoot. What? And if you break that down, it was more popular uh, among male young adults, primarily Mm. living out west, which makes sense. But I'm sorry. No. Speak, Queen. The floor is yours. Okay, if you're, if I have a shop on the boardwalk at a beach and you walk in with no shirt on, that's fine. Whatever. It's a t-shirt shop. I'm here to help clothe you. (laughs) If you walk in barefoot, I probably wouldn't be like, sir, you can't come in. But when we're talking about a restaurant, no. A Walmart? Yeah, no. No. Gas station? No. Thank you. I stand with you. Thank you. The poll also asked if people would choose to go barefoot in public if there weren't social norms or rules around wearing socks and shoes. And in that case, 6% of people claim they would always go barefoot and 18% they do it more often. 52% said no, never. Ever. Yeah, outside of that boardwalk situation, like if you're just on the other side of the sand and you want to run in and grab a Mountain Dew, outside of that, it's tough to envision a scenario. Most other scenarios would involve me removing my shoes in order to go in barefoot. Right. You know, the fact that a gas station has to put that up there. What are we doing? We're driving in in our cars. And listen, I don't even want to see a significant other in the front yard with no shirt on. I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you? What are you? What are you, a hillbilly? (laughs) (laughs) You have anybody in your neighborhood who does the shirtless lawn mowing thing? No, I do not. But I did have a guy I was dating who came over and he went to get something out of his car, but he had no shirt on. And I'm like, what is that? (laughs) It just seems so foreign. Yeah, I went to Florida. My my brother lives in Florida, and I met his father-in-law. Well, I had met him before, but we go to his house, and it was so bleeping hot in, in Florida in May, late May, early June, brutal. Oh, yeah. And yeah. his dad, his father-in-law just had a shirt off, and I was like, yes, King. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to take this off, too. And I was, you know, 19, probably in pretty good shape. And I was like, this is very freeing. And it's so hot that the shirt is so terrible. That Now, he would do it at his house, right? They had a pool and all that. And oh, so yeah. it was just, you're in the house, no Backyard. shirt on. You walk out, the shirt is off again. You're barbecuing, the shirt is off. It's the foot thing here, friends. Let me just say this about everybody's feet real quick. I think I've said- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I said this before, but I will say it again, and I will lose some of you as supporters. Your feet ain't all that. I know that some of you look down and say, oh, my gosh, like your toes look so cute. Let me tell you what. They're on your toes, okay? This goes for men, women, anyone who wants to paint their toenails. You're painting 
the worst part of your body? You ever looked at your toes? Objectively, have you looked at your toes? Is this the part of your body that you want to spend extra time on? Do what I did, friends. Cover them up. Hide them. Live a life of foot shame. Don't go parading them around. Oh, my goodness, let me see your toes. Never is a thing that I will ask anyone. Ever. And then I got to talk about the shoes. There are some shoes out there. This could go on for a while, Mike. I'm going to go to the bathroom. (laughs) There are some shoes that generally some ladies wear, and I love you ladies, and I, I just love you ladies. Okay? I cannot be clear enough about that. These ladies, tremendous. That being said. Some of the shoes make it look like your toes just barely squeezed in. Like you're trying to restuff the casing of a sausage with loose meat. You know what I'm saying? You it's they just don't look like they fit well. It looks like there's a squeezed situation. Looks like you're causing a bunion. Why? I think I'm done. You sure? I don't think so. I just uh-huh. I just feel like your feet can only, only ever at max be a Mm. 6 out of 10. I don't Mm. care how hot you are. They're your feet. It's the end of the road. This is where the, there is no crossing. This is where the road ends on the highway and you just see the red and white sign that's like, do not enter. That's the foot. It's the terminal end. (laughs) I'm with you. I feel like feet are nudity. I don't want to see. I don't want. Like, I feel like I'm seeing something I'm not supposed to be looking at. An intimate body part, in a sense. Yes. Like, I feel like I'm peeking through a crack in the dressing room. And then they're like, hey, look, I just got my toes done. (laughs) Meanwhile, this dude or this lady's, like, toe knuckle is dry and calloused and cracked and you're like all right that toe's bent too you aware of that are we trying to maybe we're trying to distract there's like four big dark coarse hairs hanging off the toe knuckle (laughs) with you but then they're like look it's french tip is it (laughs) why do people do that to their toes i don't know the french tip i don't get I don't know. I mean, I guess a painted toenail looks better than an unpainted toenail. Oh, for sure. I'm not here to petty shame, okay? Well, you already have. That's right, but I regret it. (laughs) And so I just want to say, all of you with beautiful toes, what a beautiful toe. It's beautiful. And you let that sucker... Oh, you know what? I'm going to end on this. I think toes are the best. And I want you to let those toes out loud and proud. And gosh darn it, if you got a pair of sneakers on right now, get some scissors and cut the top off. Toe knuckle up. I want those suckers exposed all day, all night. You heard me. Stevie Boy, out. (laughs) I can't say anything on the radio anymore because I'm just like, there's going to be some toe community that comes at me and is like, you know, the meaning of toes in our circle is this. And I'll be like, I didn't know that. And I'm sorry. Maybe hurt people hurt people, guys. I have a severe bunion. I was going to say, yeah, you have no problem taking your sock and shoe off, your shoe and sock off. To show people your damp foot. And only on, that's okay. That was a scene that we did for Project Down to Dirty, and I'll only do it on a dare. I don't parade them around. Like, doesn't this complete the ensemble? Mm. Game time next. <laughs> All right, we're back. 
Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. All right, we're testing out a new game. I think it's going to air on Wednesdays normally. Okay. If all goes well. It is called. Do we have an intro? We don't. We workshopped it last week. Who's it? Is, is it anyway? With your host. Sam Boney. Yes, for anyone who didn't listen in last week, I can quickly describe this game. Now, did we decide how we're going to tweak it? Are we going to stick with the three voices and go with that? We we had some people say, you know, it seemed like it went pretty quick. Maybe we could do best out of five. I know we like the two-point bonus with the one-second clue. So, your guys' thoughts. Again, we're workshopping. I still like it the way it is. Okay. And then I think last week we had an opportunity where if it gets settled in, uh, oh, so this way. Each round, it's worth one point. However, if going into the third round, let's say Donna was up 2-0, I then am pretty much forced to play the one-second card, which is no matter, I'm doing this in one second, and then that's worth two, which allows us to tie it up. So the game is never too early out of hand. In that case, we would then go into a fourth-round tiebreaker. However, even if we don't need the tiebreaker, we were going back like, should we just do it anyway because it's fun? Or should Mike be saving those for future episodes of whose voice is it anyway? That's yet to be determined. So why don't we walk through it three rounds, and then if we need to make a decision at that point, we will. Again, if you didn't listen last week, we're going to auction. It's like the bid and note portion of uh, Name That Tune. It's called Whose Voices Anyways, but it's basically just Name That Tune with voices. And it's going to be second base. So they're going to go back and forth saying, okay, I think it's going to take me this many seconds to name this uh, person. And I'll give a slight little description. I've been kind of also workshopping on how specific I want to be with the descriptions. Because I'm I'm realizing that... it's really easy to be too specific and kind of just give it away. So trying to be as uh, abstract as I can on these descriptors. Should we flip a coin to see who is going to do the bidding first? should. I just flipped one. Who's calling it? Steve. Heads. It's tails. Son of a Yeah. So Donna will get to begin the auction off. Uh, First clue again. Clarified question. Yeah, absolutely. During the bidding. Yeah. If Donna says, I can name that voice in nine seconds, Mm -hmm. if I say I can name that voice in seven seconds, does she have an opportunity, right, to then come over the top? It's until the other person says, name that voice. Exactly. Name that voice is the key word that needs to be said. And if you ever watched the old school name that tune, they did it aggressively. It was like, Donna... I want you to name that tune. Like, they oh. really got into it. So Okay, so we should put some sh- sass into exactly. it. Exactly. Add okay. a little sass. You know, it's, right. it's, it's fun. Uh, okay, so the first clue I'm going to give you, again, this is name that voice or whose voice is it anyway. Uh, actor in nearly 60 movies. So a actor who's done a lot of work. What's the maximum I could start with? 10? Uh, 10. I could name that voice in 10 seconds. I can name that voice in seven seconds. I can name that voice in six seconds. I can name that voice in five seconds. Name that voice. I'll be aggressive. Donna. Dave. There you go. Name that freaking voice. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 hey. hey. Sorry, I blew Throw up. something, too. I think that would help. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Okay, so here we go. What was it? Five seconds? Yes. Okay, yes. five seconds, and here we go. And name this voice. And again, just a quick clarify again, if Steve gets this right, he gets the point. If he gets it wrong, Donna will get the point. Yes. So there's a going to be a point awarded no matter what. You've got five seconds of this voice. Uh, yeah, he makes fun of me. He, he talks 
smack about me all the time while we play. And, you know. There it is. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I know that voice. Oh, my gosh. Boy, this is really the portion of the show that you want to say. Can we play that one more time? <laughs> um, he makes fun of me. Yeah, we talk all the time. Actor in 60-plus movies. Come on, man. Oh, it's right there. Oh, it's right there. Ten seconds. Five seconds, <sighs> I should say. Five, four, three, two, one. Need an answer. God, I've got nothing. Donna gets the point. Yeah. You have any guests, you- Donna? Um, uh, let's go with uh, Paul Rudd. Okay, I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to let the listeners listen. They can yell their voice, their their we'll guesses out. Play the out. full ten seconds but, here, or whatever. Uh, yeah, he makes fun of me. He he talks. Oh gosh, I know smack it. about me it's all Jim the time when we play. It's and, absolutely you know, Jim Carrey. One day yes. I, I, I got mad. And I it's amazing when you hear it the second time. How it's like, oh yeah, oh definitely no. So uh, Donna is going yeah. to take the one to zero lead. Nicely done. Thank you. Again, a big part of this game is just uh, strategy, kind of figuring out uh, how much you want to bid, when you want to bid it, and how it's I felt like out. 60 movies, five seconds. Yeah. Of course I can do that. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn it. All right. Second one, and now it's going to be Steve starting the bidding here for this one, uh, and he trails one to zero. The clue for this voice is foreign-born blockbuster actress. Foreign-born blockbuster actress. I can name that voice in eight seconds. Hmm. I can name that voice in six seconds. So I know if I say five, she's going to back off because four feels like a lot. (laughs) I can name that voice in five seconds. Name that voice. Donna, damn it. (laughs) Do it. All right, again, foreign-born blockbuster actress. If Steve gets this one right, we are knotted up one apiece going into the final voice. If not, Donna will take the 2-0 lead, and Steve will be forced in to that one-second clip. Here we go with this voice. Five seconds. A lot of you know people from other countries. You come to America, and you realize that all the things you've seen in America. All right, yes. there's your voice. Okay, I know exactly who this is. She was in Suicide. Marco Robbie, final. Nailed yes. it. Nicely right, done. Right. Oh, my gosh. I had to sort of process through that. Her face immediately came up. Like, I was astounded. Like, I was like, oh, they really do have the greats on the sidewalk that, like, blow up Steve. See, this is, that, that was a really tough one because she's got the Australian accent, but when her biggest roles, she had, like, a Jersey accent in The Wolf of Wall Street. She has that Harley Quinn accent True. in her other roles. So it's rare that you hear her talk like that. So that was really well done. All right. Nicely Good job. Good job. All two right. Two to two, sister. One, one is where we sit. It all comes. That's down. what I meant. Yeah. That's good. It all comes down to this one, then. Uh, I am going to uh, give you this final clue, and I'm just going to simply say musician. Musician. Okay, I can name that uh, voice in nine seconds. I can name that voice in seven seconds. I can name that voice in six seconds. Here we go. Does Steve want to try or not? Because she's not going to go to four. I should have said six. Name that voice, Donna! Wow, here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Yes. She's got six seconds to name. And again, the score sits 1-1 apiece. This is for the victory. Donna, name this voice. And there was a circle of the bands would set up in a circle. And every band would play about three songs. 
There's your six seconds. Take your time. Bruce Springsteen. How confident are you? Fairly. That's because you're yeah. right. It's nicely done. I would not have gotten that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm used to his talking voice. Oh, that was a tough one. Yeah. Woo. There you go. Winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Bonus round. Bonus round. It's like the encore. Bonus Bonus round. I've done it. We yeah. might as well go through it. So uh, let's do this one. I wasn't sure what clue I was going to use for this one. So let's just uh, let's just do a clueless one. Clueless. Clueless. One. Okay. Uh, who wants to start the bidding? Again, Donna's already won. So Steve. Steve, go ahead and start the bidding. I can name that voice in five seconds. Name that voice. All right. Clueless Had I one. said six, hang on one second. Had I said six, <laughs> I would, would you have five. taken the bait? Okay. Five is your threshold. Okay. All right, here we go. Does that actually mean? Like, well, let's show you. Uh, yeah. You know, this is what happens I if you've got it done. It's Elon Musk. That is Elon Musk, yes. Wow, correct. I don't know what he sounds like. That's, That's what good. he sounds like. That only comes to memory so quickly because uh, or, I just... Or you just have like a limited number of uh, stringers for sheer transfer. You can see it's like... it's still... When he starts talking about yeah, sheer transfer and You're stuff, like, oh, I'm like, okay. that's got to be a smart guy. <laughs> he, yeah. uh, I, I watched an interview with him randomly yesterday, popped up on TikTok. Excuse me, minute long of him talking, and I was like, oh, boy, what an interesting, interesting guy. Again, not sure if he's a great lunch date. I was thinking, uh, leading into this one, if I do really, like, obscure clues, like, ways you would never describe somebody, but, like, so if I would have said Elon Musk, I would have been, like, former significant other of a Canadian singer or something, like, yeah, find some really sure. obscure way to do it sure. that would kind of put you on the hint, because I think that would add another fun element to it, the riddle factor, but because just giving the clue is a little too... Can feel I, a touch too on the nose. Exactly, yeah. I think I, it'll be celebrity dependent too. Okay, yeah. You I know? <laughs> but you know what's interesting? You said Jim Carrey. Yeah. I had six seconds, five seconds, mm-hmm. six seconds. And uh, he's been in 60 movies. Yeah. Major A list star. None of us got it till the second go round. So it's, yeah, but I, I think throwing in an off the beaten path, sort of a sure. biographical mm-hmm. hint or clue. Yeah. Is a fun way to go so as well. Cool. Love it. I guess I want to do a quick little one second one because we got time. Love to. Any, right. any clue? No. Both of you. I'll just say actor. Both of you can answer. Quick little one second if it came down to it. Are you ready? Yes. yes. And actually thrive. Donna Ben Affleck. That's incorrect. Wow. Mm, since we're now in bonus, bonus hand, <laughs> could you please play it one more time? This is just hypothetical bonus, bonus land. Okay, yeah, we'll go back and uh, play this one one more time. And then you use them and actually thrive. Oh, gosh, what a familiar voice that is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, this is going to irritate me. Could you please give us the initials of this person? Um, let me just play it a little longer and see if the listeners can, uh, can give a Skills. whack at it. Um, but he, all he does is manipulate. And I, it definitely did kind of mess me up a little bit. I definitely... F- now you got it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> I am having a block in this game. I know this person. Play that one more time. Oh, this geez. is irritating. <laughs> All right, here we go. One more time. And then you use them and actually thrive off of those skills. Um, but he all he does is manipulate. Bradley and Cooper. I, def- there you go. You oh, got good. Oh my gosh! This is this game is both spiritually <laughs> and mentally exhausting for me. Yeah. I have to go into a. I have to reach into the recesses 
Donna seems unfazed. She was just sucking honey right out of the honey bear bottle, so we've kind of lost her. She was unfazed. She got the victory. Congratulations, Donna. Thank you. Again, we'll kind of figure it out. We'll fine-tune it. I'll work on that uh, that little riddle side of things. Yeah, we'll make it more riddly. It'll be fun. Thanks, Mike. No problem. Great. All right. What do you want to do now? Uh, We don't have more tickets to give away, do we? Oh, yeah. We really do. Let's do it. Let's just freaking do do it. Why don't we do, um, in honor of the number that screwed me multiple times in that game, caller number five. <laughs> caller number five, you can uh, win a pair of tickets to see Colin Jost at the State Theater. This is great tickets, man. June 22nd, that's the show, 651-641-1071. That's the number. Call now. Good luck to you. When we come back, Donna found something out that is really fascinating for all yes. you numbers nerds. We're in the middle of a 10-day stretch that numbers nerds must be loving. She'll explain what that is. Mm-hmm. When we return, it's Donna and Steve. Hey, it is Rocco uh, talking about Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You may find it odd that I talk about end-of-life stuff at this time every day, but, you know, it's a conversation that I think every family should have. I know my family did. My mom heard a radio ad I made for Crescent Tide and said, you know what, that's exactly what I want when it's my time. I don't want a big, expensive, stuffy funeral. I want a simple cremation. I don't want to pay a lot for it. And I want to get it all buttoned up for you kids. So she did. She's still around. But when it is her time, uh, things will be buttoned up for my sister and me because she prepaid and pre-planned with Lisa over at Crescent Tide where simple cremations start at just $800. If you look at their Google reviews, which I always encourage you to do because they're good, uh, you'll see that it's not just prepaying and pre-planning like my mom did. When a death in the family occurs, Crescent Tide comes through for that family and they do so in a prompt, courteous manner. And again, very inexpensive. Check them out today. Look for those Google reviews, crescenttide.com. All right, final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. So, this is kind of fun for number lovers. The first day of spring kicked off uh, a week of palindromes. This is something. This is interesting. I, I. How does this work? I don't get it. Oh, yeah. So, if you look at all the dates that are happening, and we're a few days into this right now, this is when a the number, the date, reads forward the same way that it would backwards. So, right. for instance, on March 20th, 23, mm-hmm. the date that you would put on a piece of paper would be 3-20-23. If you did it backward, it would be 3-20-23. Right. And so we're in the middle of 10 days in a row of this happening. 3-21-23, backwards, 3-2-1-2-3. Next week, 3-2-7-2-3, backward, 3-2-7-2-3. All the way through the 29th. 32923 backward 32923. It's because of the threes. Right? At the beginning and the end. That well, yes. A lot. That they are <laughs> they are imperative. Yes, they must yes. be there for this to work as a palindrome. So fascinating. What's a uh what's what's a word that is spelled backward and forward the same way? Not a palindrome. Isn't uh, it? It's yeah. a it's a palindrome? It's a palindrome. Yeah. Even if it's a word, not a number. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, that's fun. Like yeah. zero res. Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Or race car. Yes, yes. race car is the best one. My or favorite is... Level. We talked about this, I think, palindrome day a month or two ago. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. That is a palindrome. Wow. Wow. Same that's forwards and backwards. fun. Mm-hmm. 
I was just going to say the name Hannah. But yes, to what you said, Mike, that is also better. Oh, my God. How are you celebrating Donna Palindrome week and a half? Um, I'm going to keep working on my... Um, in if case I die, I die binder. binder, which I think is great. We've got mm-hmm. mixed reviews coming in from emails. About what? Well, some people are like... There goes Donna going dark again <laughs> with her death folder. And then somebody else was like, don't shame Donna for taking a burden off of her family. We're all going to die. There's no way around it. I like that person. Yeah, yeah, you do, because they use harsh language like shaming. We weren't shaming her. Easy, sensitive Sally. But he's so sensitive. Wow. Anyway, and then we got lots of um, emails earlier before you got here today, Mike. We were talking about just fun places that are super fun to say. Oh, okay. It started because Rancho Cucamonga, a place I used to live in California, came up in conversation. Mm -hmm. Holly then said Lake Titicaca, Mm -hmm. and uh, that was enjoyable. And so then we were like, what what geographical locations are the most enjoyable to say? We found out about uh, about a bunch of them. Donna, you wrote a few down. Oh, chucked him. Okay. Sorry. Oconomowoc. It's always a fun one. I had to learn when I got to Wisconsin. Ooh, I like That's that. That's fun. Oconomowoc, yeah. Plus, you used to do radio in Baraboo. Baraboo's a good one, yeah. Oh, Baraboo's great. Uh, Okifinoki. <laughs> That's a good one. Somebody called in with that. We got Menominee. Um, let's see. We Then we got to Nimrod, Minnesota. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see. How about in the Mexican city of... Oaxaca. Um, some other ones. Let's see. American Fork, Utah, Dinosaur, Colorado, <laughs> Fries, Virginia, Trisor <laughs> Consequences, New Mexico, as Holly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Soda Springs, Idaho, Bangs, Texas. We were looking more for, oh, Wiener, that's fun. That's in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> no way. It's not Wiener, Arkansas. Yes, it is. W-I-E? W-E-I, I think. Oh, because the other one would be Weiner. Remember when Anthony Weiner got in trouble? Because of his Weiner? Unbelievable. <laughs> Had you written that in a fiction, tabloid-style novel, right. you would have been like, this is such terrible writing. It's like when you hear people whose names are like Ramona Singer, and that yes. person's a singer. Yes. It's like, what came first? Was that his destiny? <laughs> uh, I, had a do- I knew of a Dr. Weiner... Is that right? But he wasn't a wiener doctor. I don't think they're specifically wiener oh, doctors. Oh, there's not? No, the, we don't have OBs for our stuff. Yeah, they call them... Um, no, they call we don't them? have wiener doctors. They're not wiener doctors, but That's they're for your, for your like urinary... Oh, I was going to say the word prostate, but I'm not totally sure where that is in my body. I think uh, you have to go in the back door. Y- yes, you okay. do. Yes. You yeah, are wiener doctors. Urologist. urologist. Thank you, Mike. But they, the urologist would work for men or women. You wouldn't see a urologist only if you're a man. Hmm. Right? The OB doesn't cover the urology side of medicine. That's a different sort of a license, yeah? It's a Is different this a practice. quiz? I don't know. Well, you told me that there are wiener doctors. I said there aren't any wiener doctors, but now you're... Physicians so who specialize in men's sexual and reproductive health care... 
She's actually right. There's a common are misconception that urologists, our urologists namely only treat men. Contrary to popular belief, however, urology is a branch of medicine that deals with the urinary health of both men and women. I have a doctor in my family. You do. In-law, but still. Huh. Counts. You know, you could see a gynecologist for your anusio. In what context? Gynecologists often provide treatment that men can't get from other practitioners, like high-resolution anoscopy, tests for anal cancer. Thank you. Churning butter? I am printing off some stuff for banking. Hey, when super you, fun, huh? When you pick up the phone, where are you in the cafeteria? Back office. Oh, man, I wanted you There's to be out. office? We want to see it. It's probably a dump. That's pretty rude. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me. That's where all the bad checks are hanging on the wall. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> wall right. of shame. I used to have a tab back there. And it would oh, yeah. just say, like, Steve Patterson owes 628. Oh, yeah. The board. The board yeah. of shame, we called it. Yeah. Um, Good time. What's the soup today? Uh, today is chicken wild rice. Nice. Always a classic. Yep. Love it. Anything well, else, Steve? Entree? We're- Entree, we have a blackened steak sandwich with peppers, onions, bernays, wow. and a wow. uh, Cajun mayo. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. Um, hey, Brian, guess what I'm getting done this afternoon? Um, waxed? I don't know. Two, <laughs> two crowns. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. That sounds terrible. Double yeah, coronation like today. It's going to be like a four-hour appointment. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. All right, Brian. Right. Well, we can see we've taken up way too much of your time. I feel like I've taken up your time now. You have. No, you stop. Have. No, 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 you Get have. All right, let's go. Bye. All right, bye, bye. Brian. See you, Brian. All right, see you. Oh, timing is everything. <laughs> Could come <laughs> in tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. You? Yeah, we'll see. All right. All right. Mike, Mike, you. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yeah, you just can't say thank you after you say something. Like that, Donna. Oh, All my right, gosh. Sorry, everybody. Um, uh, what's their faces are in next? Yep. Happy holidays. Okay. <laughs> All right, bye.